0: Good morning everybody and welcome to the 307 RPG podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Roland. And I'm Zach. Tell us what's new. Zach, you still rocking that Mass Effect or what? I actually took a break so I could read some books, but Really? Yeah. <laughs> so what book drew you away from Mass Effect? I have to know. Mass Effect uh, Untold Stories.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mass Effect Ascension. Oh boy. <laughs> I'll be going I'll be moving on to that uh a Jason Schreier book about Mass Effect Andromeda. After this, now I'm working my way through the uh, through the Hugo nominees.
0: Oh, cool! Just kind of created a list of the Hugo nominees and said, "All right, we're going to start with this and work your way through all of them." Or are you going through yeah, a year? Or...
1: My library gets them, and then Very I cool. put up a display. And so I, I'm like, I'll check one out." You know, try and read it over the weekend so as not to take it from a
0: patron i suppose it helps especially if they come in and ask you about the book that you have some knowledge of it huh yeah yeah that's cool well awesome um sad that you're taking a break but i maybe it's best for you i don't know
2: <laughs> Nolan, what kind of fun stuff have you been up to nothing much actually uh it's been fairly quiet D uh was nice to play last week looking forward to doing some Scarlet Land stuff again, and then World of Warcraft and getting kind of a little bit closer to, uh, I don't know, I got a couple people that I'm I'm trying to persuade into playing some Dark Alliance with just because I want to see the multiplayer. So I'm not playing it by myself, but getting ready so you were texting me this week and telling me
0: a little bit about the critical role season ending. In fact, you sent me a 20 minute video that I have yet to be able to sit down and watch all the way through. I think I've watched about seven or eight minutes of it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this massive seven hour (laughs) season two ending?
2: Yeah, it was, it was interesting to see. They came out with some things. I, I believe they had to do some recording and stuff just because of COVID Mm -hmm. uh, instead of being live. Um, and so they kind of came out and said, Hey, listen the last, but yeah, I, I can't imagine playing something for 550 hours. Yeah, that, that would be
0: intense. Um, I think it's neat that they, they did wrap up. I, yeah. I am looking forward to, I'm going to try and get a chance to sit down and watch that video. Uh, it's amazing that I have to actually plan out time to watch a 20 minute video, but I do, uh, but I do want to ke- check it out. I watched a little bit of it and I just love seeing, you know, I know people say it's scripted or, or have alluded to it being scripted, but I think some of the responses are so, in my opinion, they look so genuine that I, I just either they're really good at acting it out or, or or it's not scripted because, like, you see the way Laura responds or or, or some of the others, and you're just like, eh, "I'm not buying this scripted shit." I
3: yeah. What
2: would be the point?
3: What right, would be the right.
2: point? And and go one way or another, right? Like this is a full story, we're here to tell a good story, whatever. But I, I think they're I think that's a testament to how good they are, right? In the moment. And I think we all have those situations of like I have no idea where you pulled that out from, but that was genius in the moment. And that's what makes them special. They just happen to be all really good at being genius in the moments. And it it's so smooth and, and And, you know, we talk about those times where we have like, remember that time we had that fire campaign and that back and forth and we had to check and make sure everybody was okay. And it was so, you know, ours are every now and then they pop up and it seems like for them, they're just very, very, very common. (laughs) And so I, I I can see that, but watching them roll, watching just stuff. I don't know. We see it all the time though, right? Like it's in that moment, right? Somehow, some way the dice find a way and whether it's a, because of the way they turn out, it's like, yeah, I can't believe that happened, type situation. But it doesn't matter what way it would have gone, right? You're in that situation. So I think about the the fight where, uh, that we just had in Scarred Lands, where everybody is almost dead. And it comes down to the final hit with the cursed dagger, with, you know what I mean? Like, it's like,
3: yeah.
2: you could look at that and be like, well, that was, that was scripted. Like, that's how it had to turn out. Like, it, it could have gone any different ways. We were a roll away from failure, but because it was on the brink, it created that moment. So I, I don't know. I think we all have those moments. It just happens to they get to be in front of, you know, 100,000 people doing it. And so (laughs) it's cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, our topic of the week is what
0: Marvel superheroes would we play in a tabletop RPG? Why do we choose this topic? Well, you'll find out in just a little bit. But before we do that, let's jump into the news because we do have some stuff coming out from Dungeons & Dragons this week. WotC up uh, talked about the upcoming release of the Dungeon Master screen Dungeon Kick. Nolan, Kit,
2: not Kick, whatever. Nolan, you are a resident
0: D&D guy. Did you get a chance to take a look at this?
2: I I did not. Um, kind of looking at it for the first time here. It's interesting to see how many ways you can do this, right? <laughs> um I think the information has been done a few times before, but every time they usually kind of come out before they get ready to do something neat. So I'm hoping this is kind of like, Hey, this is the kit for this new, uh, I don't know. It's like magic in the core set to me at this point. They come out with a new one every couple of years or whatever, and it kind of is a refresh, reset, and here we go. Sure, sure.
0: So this kit equips the Dungeon Master, and I'm reading directly from Watson's website here. Uh, The Dungeon Master with a screen and other tools that are perfect for running D&D adventures through dungeons, whether ruined or thriving. The Dungeon Master screen features a painting of a fantastic vista that plunges in the deep reaches of a mountain. Uh, Useful rules references cover the screen's interior with an emphasis on dungeon delving. Bullet points here are DM screens specifically designed for dungeon delving with tables for encountering monsters and exploring ruins and dungeons. Uh, features 36 punch out dungeon geomorph cards with pathway connection points, perfect for planning a dungeon during a game preparation or for coming up with a map in the middle of play. Customizable uh, double-sided dry erase sheets offer unlimited versatility for tactical gameplay. A numbered grid for sketching out maps on one side, and summary of the main actions that a character can take in combat on the other. 18 illustrated punch-out condition cards, including mold and slime cards for the dungeon for dungeon encounters, and nine punch-out numbered and illustrated initiative cards to easily track the order of players, monsters, and non-player characters. Uh, this product will be is currently available. Sorry, uh, on Amazon. Dot com and i imagine at your friendly local game store if you went and chatted with them uh, the price tag is 24.99 which seems very reasonable and is scheduled for an august 17th release zach what are your thoughts on this product
1: i'm gonna try and take the middle ground here where i am sure that you could get all of this stuff online but that being said wizards has to make money they sell products
0: they're merchants this what do you mean by get this stuff online Are you like t- talking about finding PDFs that you can just like pass yeah. it all together. Yeah, and like you could
1: for free. it all together probably for free. But that being said, Wizards doesn't skimp on quality. Sure. Like they've never I don't think they've given us like a bad like book. Maybe the product might not be up to stuff, but the book is usually very high quality. So I'm sure the dungeon master screen is going to have A lot of survivability. It's got a lot of cool stuff in there. Like, I think it's it's probably going to be worth your money.
0: You know, I I think you're probably right. And I think what you're going to find is those people who are completionists are going to want the D&D branded stuff. And as a result, this is the product they're going to jump on. And truthfully, like if you are buying for a young person who's just getting into the game, I shouldn't say a young person, any person who is just getting into the game. This is a great thing that you can offer them that gives them the ability to not have to worry about going and searching for things and on the Internet to cut out and and play and have Mm -hmm. it all in one nice little kit this is one of the reasons why i like starter kits Uh, so i do think in my opinion that this is probably going to be a really good product i do believe uh was it a couple years ago nolan that they did the wilderness one uh yeah 2020 yeah that's what i thought so i think this is going to be a cool product and i think um for new people getting into the game and even older people or more experienced players who are in the game already this could be something that would be helpful for you to have on your shelf now i will say they talk about the geomorph cards with pathways if you play the D board games you have these you yeah. right because you can take those and build build maps and i don't know why i've never done it because we have a couple of them and we've just never used them so um uh, no I, I think they're cool
2: no one what do you I, think i i'm gonna say that the thing i like about it is i'm curious what they decide to add um, I'm looking at the Wilderness one, and they have little punch-out cards with conditions. And I think I I could see that being handy, right? Like how often is this like, okay, oh, you're poisoned for a minute. Here's your card. I don't have to remind you that you have a disadvantage. Look, at don't forget you're poisoned. You can read what it is, paralyzed, invisible. You know, some of that stuff there I think is, again, you can find online. You should know or whatever. But again, I don't know there's nothing quite like getting an index card with loot on it or something like that. So seeing some of the product of what they decide to add every time is pretty interesting to me. Um, I how
1: how many times has a dungeon master had to be like, I know you just rolled four attacks, but I need you to reroll all of them because you're poisoned and you're a disadvantage. How many times does it have to be like, so to be like, well, he's paralyzed, right? We have to look up what happens.
2: You just, yeah, wait, what what can I do again? And it, it could have been just, you know, five turns ago that you totally forgot that. Okay, what does restrained I mean? My movement's zero, yeah. but I still can attack at this finish. Which, um,
0: by the way, D&D Beyond is a great resource for that because you can just click on conditions and see a list of them all and see what they do. Yeah, so I could yeah. see I
2: could see having a stack of those. You know, if you had four players, have four of each card, so that way, if, hey, guess what? You all walked into a poison cloud, you're all poisoned. Set this right next to your, you know what I mean? Just having it right there as a yeah. reminder. Um, we've, we've seen different ways that we've tried to mess with the initiative order, the little flags, the, the things hang over the DM screen. So seeing that and the accessory kit here is pretty interesting. And I really like the tiles, like talk about a, I'm going to go through and I'm going to pull seven cards and make a random dungeon for tonight's adventure or whatever. I, I think that's a, again, I, I I'm, you- I'm curious to see where they say, okay, this is what we're going to add. Cause people keep asking for this, or maybe it is, this is the most popular thing that, people are picking up on drive through RPG or whatever. So we're just going to make it and make it the best that we can and go from there. Yeah.
0: So you know what the Beat. upcoming product is going to be, right? What's this? This is wizards, right? So it's going to be the complete dungeon masters toolkit <laughs> and it'll be both sets in
2: one box and you're going
0: to pay we'll like a hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And
2: it'll be a fancy screen and it'll have its own art and <laughs> it'll be a hundred dollars <laughs> and everybody will go nuts for it. Yeah. I, and I again, money, I, I but... it's the stuff, right? Like it, it's finding that balance. Like I really like D and beyond it's super handy. There's also, again, you know, some days it's nice to have the binder full of stuff and here's my magical stuff and here's my notes and and everything there and just really being into it. So I think it depends on where you're playing, how you're playing. This stuff translates across everything. If you're playing in scarred Lands where your characters and races aren't in D and D beyond, you know, it's still there. So good value, 25 bucks. Uh, I think it hits home at that sweet spot for if you're getting somebody a gift and you don't, well, I think my grandson plays D&D, so here you go.
0: Cool, let's hop over to Onyx Path real quick, because I didn't see anything else for D&D. There's not a lot of news coming out of Onyx Path this week because they are gearing up for Onyx PathCon, their virtual convention, which will launch this Friday, June 11th. Uh, I'd say if you're a fan of Onyx Path games, you're going to want to jump in on that and just check out the different panels. They have actual plays that I think registration for those are closed now, but you could sign up to play Onyx Path games, uh, get a chance to, and and I, you know, obviously it's all done over Twitch or YouTube, but it gives you a chance to check them out before you buy them. Uh, A lot of Onyx Path games, we talk about them quite a bit, but some some people who only play D&D may not know about some of these games, and like, all of us have discovered several games that we'd never heard of uh, so make yeah. sure you tune in June 11th to check that out you can watch games you can uh, you may be able to play games but there will be panels for you to check out like what's up with onyx path and you know learning about the story path system and things like that they typically do giveaways that's where I won the Scion um, first two rule books for Scion was at last year's onyx PathCon. so I think it's a good thing to check out uh, I do uh, they did say that um, During as long as the pandemic is ongoing, they will continue to interact in conventions in this way. But of course, they are looking forward to getting back together uh, physically. Zach, have you ever attended a virtual con for gaming? No, I signed up for Worldcon
1: last year. Uh, So because I was planning to uh, vote in the Hugo's. And that was going to be virtual. And then I was just like, I don't have time for this.
0: I think it's difficult. Um, like when I participated in Onyx PathCon last year, it was hit or miss. I'd sit down for five or 10 minutes and have to get up and go do something. It's one thing to actually be at the con and you know that you're there and you're fully invested in the con. And it's another thing, I think, to tune in in your office or your bedroom or, or, or wherever and listen to it. Nolan, you, you've you been to a con more recently than any of us uh, <laughs> when you went to, um, oh, God, pop culture whatever. Yes. Pop culture con. Yeah. A couple years back. Um, what do you think of the, the difference or what would you rather do the in-person con? Or are you, are you cool with virtual cons? What do you think?
2: Um, I like that they're doing, I, yeah. And and I think the example of this one here is going to be like BlizzCon is the common one where it's like, I like when they do both, right? I can't make it to California. Nor mm-hmm. am I going to spend $450 a night to stay in downtown San Diego? Uh, just, for that event I'd like to it's sold out years in advance type situation but I'm just not going to put that kind of money but I do want to see the stuff I get every bit as excited seeing it for the first time as everybody else does you see the first you know release of the Warcraft trailer or whatever so um, I I will say that there's nothing quite like going in person Um, but I also think that you can go do your thing you can see your stuff Um, here gives so many more options for people to get involved uh, being able to play online, jumping into some tables, doing that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, we, we wouldn't have half of our games being played right now if we couldn't do it digitally. So I think that's, uh, it's just nice. Cause not everybody can go people with a couple of kids who are in school. I can't just go to a con as easy as I used to be able to type mindset. It has to be in the right time and the right place close enough, no school, you know, but I still want to participate. I still want to be a part of the community. So. I like it. I just want to see it do both. I'm looking forward to right go see it in person, or also have it be yeah. able to watch it on Twitch and enjoy it as well. So.
1: I it's not going to go back the way like if you don't have an online presence, if you're not holding them online. I mean,
0: you talking pe- about online like, in conjunction with live?
1: Yeah, because I mean, the people who are going to go are going to go regardless
0: and the people but the people who weren't going to go might check you out online right I totally agree with you and and especially like for us in the wintertime in Wyoming it is sometimes difficult just to get out to get to an yeah. airport that we can fly to a convention and I know we've talked about gen con and things like that and I'd love for one day for the three of us to all to go to gen con together because that would just be amazing um but yeah i I like the idea of virtual cons I do struggle like I've done um this, this year, the last few months, I've done virtual judge conferences for Magic the Gathering. Mm. And some of those get difficult because you are sitting in your workspace. Like this is my office, right? I do a lot of not just school work, but work on the podcast and things like that. And I find myself very easily distracted. And I'll have the judge conference on one screen and then whatever I'm working on on this screen. And to me, that's that's where I would rather be in the moment, in the actual building at the convention and be fully involved because then I'll be paying attention more. That being said, I like the option of doing both. Uh, it's my problem that I can't just 100% focus on it. It's not anybody else's problem. <laughs> um, I, I just, it. yeah, to me, it's like, oh, well, I have time. I need to be doing this right now. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I will be checking it out next weekend. Um, I'm excited to see some of the stuff that, come, that are, that's coming out. I do, I think they're going to be announcing the title of the next they came from or they come from game so I'm, I'm really curious to see what that's going to be what I, do they have out right now they came, they came from, from beyond the sea or beneath the sea and they came from beyond the grave so I, outer space that's exactly it's funny because okay. matthew dawkins and i a year ago were chatting about this and i said so is it they came from outer space and he alluded to something about they can't use that name So I don't have no idea. And he didn't say it's going to be outer space or anything like that. Or they came from Mars or they came from plan nine from outer space. I don't know. Um, (laughs) It came from plan nine. (laughs) Yeah. Ed would. So who knows what it's going to be. I am excited about that though, because I do, I really like the, the came from series. I, in fact, I, I plan on picking up the, um, Uh, quick start for they came from beneath the sea and grabbing all of you and say sit down we're playing this game so (laughs) that is coming soon so be ready for that um that is all i saw for onyx path of course the exalted uh kickstarter is still running it is way funded so be sure you check that out if you're a fan of onyx path or if you're a fan of exalted and be sure you check out onyx PathCon because i do think it's going to be worth your time did you guys see anything else for onyx path before we move on
2: Um, I did. I was going to say I did get a a little bit of email on uh, Dead Man's Rust, but mostly it was just talking about the con coming up and some of that stuff there. Uh, And then it was just a nice list of things that have been delivered and what is still pending. Um, But that was kind of it. Mostly it was just kind of an advertise of, hey, we're going to be here. Here's our schedule. We're still working on the game. So,
0: yep. And that goes, that speaks right back to how well Onyx Path runs their Kickstarters because I've done several that I'm still pending delivery on. And I, I think it's about the end of the month, I'll get like seven or eight emails from all the different ones that I'm involved in. So, yeah, it's nice that they do that. It keeps you updated, keeps you informed. Yep. And in fact, Dead Man's Rest or Dead Man's Rust is stuff that or is a game that will be played during uh, Onyx PathCon. So, if you wanted to check it out, you could.
2: Yeah. So uh, Saturday, June 12th, 3 PM ETD. So,
0: yep. So let's jump over to Renegade Games. And I, I did a uh, last minute tag last week because I forgot after we had finished recording that I wanted to mention this. It was supposed to be in the show notes and I forgot to put it in there. So I did jump in uh, afterwards and record just a like a 30 second blip about this and figured we could talk a little bit more about it today. Uh, Renegade Games has announced the upcoming release of Sabbat, the Black Hand for Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition. This is a supplement that will fully bring the Sabbat into V5. We've had things like Chicago by Night where we see um, the sombra who are trying to make their way into the Camarilla. Um, and there's been mention of other Sabbat in like the, uh, I think it's the Chicago folios. So it is nice to see that we are actually going to see this sect come into the game. Um, uh, this, uh, you both know I'm, I'm like the biggest, uh, of our group the biggest vampire fan um been playing it for years so i was really excited when justin achille became part of the writing team for vampire or the lead developer i should say for vampire for um paradox that was really exciting for me because he is an old school white wolf guy right so he's known he knows vampire very well so i was watching on the world of darkness news um uh, channel on youtube they were talking about the card game vampire the masquerade rivals as well as uh, this book mm-hmm. coming out and justin was saying that what they've done with this book is they it is not a coffee table book now when i say coffee table book uh think beckett's jihad diary beckett's jihad diary is a book that can sit in your coffee table you can read a section and put it back down right mm-hmm. um they wanted this to be in just so everybody knows I personally think Beckett's Jihad Diary is one of the best Vampire the Masquerade books ever written. The book is amazing. Um, what struck me is that. He's like, we don't want this book to be that. We want this book to be usable right away. We want mm-hmm. you to take this book and be able to say, all right, you're playing in Chicago. Well, here's how you can bring the, the Sabata's antagonist into your game. You're you're over in California. Great. Here's how you can bring them into your game. And if I'm not mistaken, they will be including in Chicago or in uh, LA by night, the live stream series. They will be doing some of this stuff from this book in that Uh, So it's something to to take take a look at. I did reach out to my local game store and chat it with him to see if he could get me a copy of it. He is unable to. So I did go ahead and pre-order it this morning. It is scheduled to be released in August. Uh, Pre-orders have already started on the Renegades website. Uh, If you are an old school World of Darkness, White Wolf Vampire, The Masquerade fan, something that Justin said is they are pulling from older editions and trying to give you that feel of older editions for this book, which means it's going to be rough because the Sabbat were like people who reveled in the fact that they are vampires and didn't give a shit about the masquerade. So I think this could be a pretty, you know, pretty brutal book in, in the sense that uh, they may hold very few punches, which I think if you look at
2: the Sabbat in general, right, it was the other side of the faction and the Lysandra were kind of the venture of that. And they kind of, you know, I don't want to say kept the peace, but maybe throttled the violence a little bit. And with them being gone, I am curious to see just a full bore. Like I would, I would imagine if the rains are off, it gets a lot worse. So I'm curious. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, curious. It's going to be good.
3: Yeah, I always, yeah. It always feels like the Sabbat were like gleefully self-destructive because I think the part that's of the mass- very true.
1: I think part of the masquerade was the simple acknowledgement that vampires had were like, look, we can't, we can't win if it's an open scale conflict. We have to spend half the day in a locked box. Like we can't beat the humans in open combat.
0: And the Sabbat are like, yeah, but we're going to try. That's, you're not wrong. Zach, uh, I think it's yeah. crazy when you think about how... because And you guys actually got to experience a little bit of that as you played through the Giovanni Chronicles, which is the formation of the Camarillo as well as the Sabbat. Because the second book, you yeah. guys went to that monastery um, and that was that is the groundwork, the formation of the Sabbat. So I think it's interesting that you talk about that because you're right. The Sabbat revel in the fact that they're vampires. I mean, hell, those vampires were going out and hunting at night, like gleefully hunting and yeah. doing w- wicked, crazy stuff. And when Raphael de Corazon came up with a concept of the masquerade before the formation of the Camarilla it was this idea that hey you know humans are no longer our our, our pets they've they're, they've caught on to us and they they realize that they can kill us and we need to be careful so we need yeah. to be, you know I always think back to that uh, uh interview with the vampire of you know that's the spot where she says vampires playing humans, playing vampires, how Mm -hmm. avant-garde. Yeah. So you really are, you know, vampires portraying humans and, and it is the sabbat is like, fuck that we're vampires, man. We're going to have fun until we freaking flame out. Let's do this. So I'm, I'm really excited for this book. Uh, I've every sabbat book that has come out has been that, wild, crazy, I'm a vampire, mm-hmm. let's have fun type stuff. And so I remember when when I first picked up the second edition books for the Sabbat, I was like, oh, oh shit, these guys are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the monsters.
1: And I think it's going to be good. It's such a 90s concept. Better to burn out and fade away. That's 80s from Highlander, man, 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like... I think that's a part of the fun of Vampire the Masquerade is the acknowledgement that like you are a preternaturally powerful creature, even the lowest of like the low vampires, even the. Whatever they're called, like the half vampires, who, the thin bloods, yeah, the thin bloods, even there, you know, like miles above what a human being could ever be. Right. And then you just have to recognize that, like, there's not enough of you and you can't make more of yourselves to actually be able to openly declare what you are right, and so that dichotomy of like having so much power and being powerless, I think it's
0: fun to go to the Sabat, go to the other side, and just be like i don't fuck care well, it's funny that you say that because Justin was talking about how they wrote this book to be the antagonist it wasn't necessarily yeah. to be the player characters. But he goes, however, we know that people are going to want to play these characters, you know, to play this, this, this sect. So it is written in such a way that you can play them. Um. So the book is going to include, obviously, Sabbat clans. Uh, I would imagine there's still a faction of Lissandra that is staying true to the Sabbat. So I, at least I hope. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, of course, Samisi and all the other anti-tribute clans. Uh, you're also going to see the disciplines for those clans as well as um, the paths of enlightenment, which the Sabbat is like, that's a hardcore Sabbat thing. So uh, that book is scheduled to come out in August. And like I said, pre-orders have begun on Renegade's uh, website, and it does have a cost of $45. Now, I I will, I I did try to get that from puzzles um, from Halen, but Halen said he could not get it. Uh, I don't know if he'll be able to get it when it gets closer or what, but so I went ahead and pre-ordered it this morning. Um, But I still always encourage you to support your local game store. One of the things I did notice. So if you're one of those people who likes to run to Amazon and just pre-order something, you can pre-order it on Amazon. However, shipping was more expensive on Amazon. So I ordered it directly from Renegade. I know that's good to know yeah so anyway that is that is the sabbat it is coming out soon uh there was also an expansion release for rivals the uh, vampire the masquerade card game that renegade put out um alchemy and blood or blood and alchemy i think is what it's called i can't remember which uh it does bring the tremere into the game this game is just released rivals is just released it was delayed by uh covid it was a kickstarter uh game uh, they are finally selling it to the public. I did pick up a copy of it. I am very curious to play it. I haven't even unwrapped it yet, but it looks looks really cool. So it is an expandable card game, not a collectible card game. So you will not be out buying packs. If you want the new expansion, you just buy it. That is all I have for Renegade. Let's hop over to Freely. Zach, do We have any updates on the fall of Cymbarum?
1: Uh The last update was that if you would over that you could manage your pledge to get. Some of the extra stuff. Right. Um, I hadn't done that because it was one of those things where the cost would have been the same. Like to get an extra player's handbook, it just would have been the cost of a player's handbook. So I was like, if we need more than one,
0: I'll just buy more than one. Or well, and and I also go back to Nolan and I've had this conversation multiple times. If you need one, they can go buy one. You don't need yeah. to be the person who's providing it. No one was yeah, gracious exactly. in what he did with Tolis and having, you know, this massive back-breaking box delivered to his house. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you need a copy of a book, go buy it. Stop making everybody so, else buy it for you. So,
1: okay. And, and it feels like Freely was not like Warpath Gaming, where it's like, yeah, here's Dice and here's all of this. It was like, do you guys want extra maps? Do you want to play the game? if you want to play the game with more stuff we'll give you more stuff but it wasn't like right. there weren't collectible coins and stuff so i wasn't really in the and i bought it at the highest one so
0: i got all that stuff for free right <laughs> which is what i did for the one ring is i bought it at the highest one without getting the collector's edition because and as we discussed Nolan i didn't get the collector's edition cuz i want to be able to flip through the book without r- 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 fear of the destroying ruined. it
2: <laughs> Well, and again, art. Right. Uh, I actually I like the collector's edition in the sense of this is a really cool book, but I really like the normal art for both books more.
0: Yeah, and I I did include because I did get pictures of some of the layout for the Wondering. So we did get some updates from the Wondering, um, and that is that layout has begun, which is awesome. And they did mm-hmm. include some of the layout pages, uh, including they look you great. know, oh my gosh, don't they though? It uh, looks, they said they look. They look like good, like old fashioned Hobbit illustrations. He said it's like an artifact that you could find in Rivendell. So, yeah, I did include a couple of the uh, pictures of the layout, as well as a map of Eriador, which looks awesome. So that is in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. Pretty neat stuff. Um, I know that they're that is scheduled to be what the PDF is supposed to come out late this summer and the starter set as well. They did have some of the artwork for the starter set, but I didn't include that. But I thought these looked really good. So I wanted to, I wanted you guys to see them too. Okay. Let's, it looks cool. It does. Let's bounce over to Hunters Entertainment. Um, I recently I, I went over to Hunters Entertainment last night and was just kind of seeing where they're at because they have teased some supplements for our altered carbon. So, Hunters Entertainment recently streamed an eight-part mm-hmm. interconnected series spread across two different Twitch channels for the Altered Carbon RPG. This project was led by Marquia McCarty. Uh, Marquia is one, the one who helped us get interviews with Knox and Chris De La Rosa. Um, she she was also in the original. Um, Playtest party that they streamed so that people could see the book uh, during the Kickstarter campaign Uh, And Markia does a great job Apparently this series showcased the upcoming supplement Birmingham for Altered Carbon Uh, I think it's awesome that they're creating content for this game It's nice that we're not just going to have the one book and say, well, best of luck for you Um, So it's it's cool And it makes me even more excited to one day sit down and try to play Altered Carbon so I didn't see uh, anything else for um, Hunter's Entertainment. They did say something about they will be attending uh, uh, digital conferences as well. But they also hinted at possibly uh, some ways that you can meet them in person. So it sounds like there might be some uh, in-person stuff coming as well. Maybe their own personal kind of like meetups or something. Could be. Could be. Uh, I know Ivan Van Norman does quite a bit of stuff with uh, Geek and Sundry and things. So mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows what he has working?
3: Yeah, must Maybe be hard
1: week. without being able to go to these cons because I know it's a ton of business, especially oh, yeah. if you're, you know, trying to do your best and you're not well, wizard of the coast
2: like it's like walking through Costco and hitting the samples, right? I mean, that's, yeah, you know, that's how right? you get people to buy. You don't know. You never heard of it. A piece of curiosity. Well, I'm not going to spend sixty to eighty dollars on this book. I'll just keep on moving along. Versus, I sat down and played it, and it blew my mind. I'm buying, you know, three of them yeah. on my table. So, like, I can right.
1: hold. I can hold the book here. I can look through it. Yeah.
0: So, I'll be excited when that kicks back up. I will too. And I do think once it kicks back up, because three of us are all vaccinated, that we really should sit down together and say, "All right, 307 RPG is going here." And the three of us are going to make plans to go do that. So keep that on your radar. (laughs) I say this all the time, but whatever. Uh, Let's hop to Marvel. So Marvel RPG, Marvel Comics has announced the Marvel Multiverse Role-Playing Game Playtest Rulebook. That's a mouthful, folks. Uh, This will allow players to take on the role of some classic Marvel characters or to create one of their own heroes that are currently going to be available in the play test is spider-man black panther captain america thor captain marvel miss marvel wolverine storm and more i don't know why they said and more it's like here's the list of heroes and more the game is written and co-designed by matt forbeck who i can't i i don't know why that name is jumping out to me so hard i can't place Matt forbeck do you guys recognize the name yeah there's something i don't know why it, I, know. I know he's written some stuff for d and d um but he is a new york times bestselling author. The book is scheduled for a spring twenty twenty two release that's for the playtest, uh and we'll use the all new d
2: six one six system no idea what that is that is um it's not it's not a d six one six uh six one six is the original Marvel universe. Yeah. Oh. So, so you will be playing in there. So <laughs> I you will I be playing did, in Earth 616.
1: And I I did know that, but I really really hope that
2: there's
0: 616 D6s. Well, it's interesting cuz they listed it as the all new D616 system
2: yeah but, that's yeah and I'm guessing that's what they're gonna be. um what I did notice what they were talking about was like the different abilities use might agility, resilience, vigilance, ego, and logic to win the day. so I'm guessing that's gonna replay you know that'll replace your base stats well cool um looking I'm... at Matt stuff, he did a lot of books <laughs> with uh blood bowl and Halo uh, mm-hmm. he did a Star Wars Rogue one he wrote the book four. He did some of the endless quest stuff for Dungeons and Dragons, which was uh, kind of the choose your own adventure stuff. Uh, he wrote Exalted third edition book. Uh, it looks like he also has done some Minecraft and Biomutant stuff, shotguns and sorcery books. So he's got quite the list of things that I didn't know it was him, but I've seen his stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's that's probably why it was jumping out to me. I couldn't quite place it. So. With that being said, that does bring us to our topic of the week, because we thought it would be fun to piggyback on the Marvel announcement um, and talk about what would our favorite super or what superheroes would we play if we were playing the Marvel RPG. So I, I thought it'd be fun to pick a couple and not just one, um, and, and tell folks what we think would be fun to play. Uh, so we'll go kind of, Nolan, you and I have done these lists before where we take turns. You say one, I say one. So we'll go Nolan, Zach, and then me. Uh, we're going to start with you, Nolan. Tell me your first superhero that you would play.
2: All right. So when we were talking about it, uh, it was uh, me and my kids, and we were going through, and it was kind of funny to, uh, right? when you, I think when you're growing up, you have this mindset of, this, if I had a superpower, what would you have? And I, I remember being younger and always being like flying, right? Flying, period. I asked my kids, both kids at different times said turning invisible. And then I realized as I've gotten older, I would like regeneration because everything hurts, right? So my my number one is Wolverine for sure. I mean, something along those lines. Uh, I think the regeneration thing is really cool. Uh, and just having that, I don't know i uh i I like the idea of playing something that's alive longer than anything and having a different perspective i i think that's always fun of being like i've seen the rise and fall of generations this time you know and not being jaded by you know oh cute another fad you guys are wearing pants i remember when it was loincloths you know or whatever you know so can't wait to see what's next when you evolve past that you know togas were cool for a while what's you know? so anyway so mine was regeneration
0: okay so if you're going to be playing wolverine I have to ask, are you going to wear the orange and black or the yellow
3: and
2: blue? Uh, I think, well, I don't know. It's it's probably the orange and black. I, like I feel the like he's and black. angrier. I think he's more feral at that time. He's not been domesticated.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, it's Wolverine because you want to be able to regenerate because everything hurts. <laughs> Zach, how about you? What's your first one? I like that Nolan's
1: actual
3: dream is just to be a Canadian with free health care. I'm not asking for a
2: lot. It's the simple things in life.
1: Um, I don't know. If I had to play like a superhero, I think
0: I'd pick Groot. Groot? Yeah, so you don't have to talk or you could just use the I am Groot over and over again in different ways. I, I mean, if
1: we have to pretend, you know. I think that would be the most fun to be at a table and be like,
3: I am Groot. I am Groot.
2: I, mean, I do feel like you're very good at making characters that mess with the table. So That's that, the like,
1: I, think, <laughs> I think that would be the most fun.
3: Well, and he is I am very interested. In picture, so.
1: uh, he is on that picture. I am wondering what the system is going to be like. I know that they're kind of being a little cheeky with a D616 system, but... Like, how do you, I don't know, how do you find a way to make everyone relevant when Captain Marvel is one of the most powerful creatures in the Marvel universe, and Rocket Raccoon is a rodent with a gun? And,
3: and, and, and I think
2: that's I, I and think that is the interesting thing, right? That was the first thing I think is like, well, how do you control power levels? I mean, that's just the interesting thing. And so I, you know, I... I guess if you're fighting stuff bigger, right? Everybody has their, their strengths and weaknesses, and yeah, not be there or yeah. How do you limit it? How do you stop? You know, the I mean, it says X Men, so you've got potential for the Phoenix. You know, it's like you get to and Marvel, and I'm not complaining. I'm interested to see how they do it, right?
1: Um, sure. And it sounds like the you know the creators have. Experience dealing with that based on what they've written, so yeah, I'd pick root. I want to be able to grow into a tree, and I don't want to have to say more than three words.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So, I hands down have one that it was like immediately as soon as I saw this, I'm like, Oh, I know who I'm playing, and that would be Daredevil. I know he's not like the top list superhero, right? He's kind of that sub A. -A in the uh, bullet point section of like section a one. Right. Um, but I, I love daredevil. He is like an amazing fighter. His, is his senses are his, his super abilities that, well, he can take a punch and that his, his senses are enhanced because, he, because of the accident. He's not a mutant he's not anything else. He is just a human being. Who's really, really good at what he does. Uh, obviously it's comic books. Um, so me, it was hands down.
3: It was Daredevil right away. Nolan, we're back to you. Rock that. Well, and here's Um, the other thing.
0: Before before Nolan says anything, I loved the Daredevil television show on Netflix. And when it came to like just straight fighting, like choreographed fight scenes, that was some of the best fight scenes I think I've ever seen. Where I would, you know, I've I've got many years of martial arts. Right. And I was watching his techniques and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know that technique. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. I've seen that technique before. And it's, I mean, they genuinely did the homework and they did the, 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 the training to get him to the point to make him look like he was someone who knew what he was doing. And, it wasn't pretty like the fights weren't like all oh, these elegant, long lasting, flowing kind of fights. I mean, there was times he was on his back,
3: you know, punching the guy that who's also on his back because they can barely stand up anymore. So good. All right, Nolan, back to you. Yeah.
2: Um, so I think for me, it was kind of one of those things of. <clears throat> making a from scrap character, but I know there's a few of them that come up and we'll see more of them with the new series coming out. But I was thinking along the lines of Thor or the black Knight um, having, or even like Shazam, somebody that's not magical, but has a magical item or a cursed item. Um, I'm a big fan of weapons. I think it would be a lot of fun to have a magical weapon that that's the embodiment of the, the superpower. Um, just cause I think that gives that opportunity to kind of, you know, I mean, Thor is a god, so he has those things, but the person that is nobody and accidentally picks up a legendary blade or something and has to deal with the consequences of that, right? I think it would be fun. Like all these people that Mm -hmm. are heroes or big heroes are super powerful, and it's like, you got disarmed. And you're like, well, I'm Joe and how you doing i'll grab the car like you know or whatever so i think having that fear of like at any given moment like this could go away because you've lived life without it or whatever so i oh, well, yeah. i like magical weapons it doesn't matter what series it is oh i can have a shiny sword i'm in
3: perfect zach what's your number two i assume this one's gonna have to talk a little bit more he's like no it's not i'll think of somebody who's quiet no um
1: I'll play that Iron Man villain who was just a big Russian robot and only say
3: the three Russian words I know over and over and over again Of course you will. <laughs> um, I think i think I think
1: she goes by Hawkeye. she's also going by task mistress. I'd like to play Kate Bishop
3: okay I'd like to I think she was just my favorite when I was reading
1: Young Avengers, whatever it was called. I liked her her power set the most. I think out of every like Marvel character I've met, her and Taskmaster were definitely my favorites because it was just like a thing where, like Taskmaster and Kate Bishop, if they see something done, they can do it, and it got to the point where. I think in the Dark Avengers storyline, like they gave Taskmaster a sword that couldn't break and a shield made out of vibranium, and he beat Captain America and Thor at the same time. And he's just like, he's just a dude besides that ability. But it also comes at the cost of the more that they learn, the part of their brain that learns that thing is also the part of their brain that deals with long-term memories. So every single day, they're forgetting something that happened before. I think that's a lot of role play opportunities where it's like and I'm not sure how you mechanize it turn it into stats but it would it would be fun to be like the enemy has performed you know done this and then to be like all right on my turn I'm going to do the same thing I'm going to take their stats and I'm going to use their abilities cuz that's what I get to do and then to have the DM be like, yeah, no, you've had a you've had a daughter this whole time. You just don't remember her. Here she is.
2: I think that would be neat to give yourself like a it would be a lot of backstory work on there, but give yourself a, you know, here's 20 or 40 or 60, these are my memories of my past. This is my backstory. And then every time you do that, roll a d20, have the DM just strike it off and be like, or you know, you just this is what you've forgotten. And having to deal with like you know, you can see whether you role played as it, like you can you could see your daughter's image slipping away to nothing and be like, what was that? You know, like there's this thing and there's this love there. And but I don't know why. Huh. Yeah, that's cool. And
1: I mean, playing the amnesiac is always fun because you just give your your game master and be like, I don't know who I am. Like, who knows? Maybe like I don't remember anything because someone shot me in the back of the head. And I don't know why they're after me, or maybe I died and was revived. But it'd be fun to play one where it's progressive. And every now and then your DM is just like, yeah, like I'm gonna add more stuff every single time. And it's stuff that you've forgotten. Like yeah, someone so, showing so up and being up like, like,
2: Hey Tommy, how are you? And you're like, I who is this? You
1: like, dude, oh, sh- my name's Dave. Together? Like <sighs> Yeah. So I think I think that would be my That would be my pick, Kate Bishop.
0: Very cool. cool. So my my last pick, or second pick, or whatever you want to call it, is, and this is this goes back to I. So growing up, when I was really really into comic books, I had two favorites. Daredevil obviously was number one, Uh, but there was one other, and unfortunately, somebody's already picked him, uh, and that is Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine has been my favorite. uh, uh, superhero for a long time i have a logan poster up here in the back um i cried when he died in the damn movie <laughs> you uh-huh. know things like that um he's just he's he's just always been my favorite that rough gruff exterior that that who deep down you know he was a softy you, you know yeah i i really like wolverine and i think I his story thought is, patrick is would have picked a
2: dwarven berserker weird Oh, fuck off <laughs> <laughs> very very true <laughs> so
0: i did some looking because I, I i i know that this is not the first time marvels had a role-playing game and i had to think and, and kind of do some digging here marvel superheroes came out from tsr uh, which was producing D D at the time in 1984 oh. uh, they had Yeah, so they had several uh, supplements as well. And it looks like there was also a Marvel Universe RPG as well. So you had Marvel superheroes. The cover of it has like uh, Captain America and Iron Man and the Fantastic Four and the Hulk uh, and Spider-Man. And I think that might be Daredevil in the back uh, because I can't see it very clearly. And then you had other supplements like the Fantastic Four compendium, the Avengers compendium and things like that. So if you are someone who wants to play a Marvel role playing game, these books are out there. They carry a pretty hefty price tag. Uh, apparently, they are quasi-collector's items because I was the the uh, advanced set, which would be your core rule book is or the player's handbook, sorry, is like $75. And that's for a used copy of it. So if you're interested in it, you obviously can do that. Now, if you live in a bigger city, this is something I've talked to Nolan about doing before. Uh, go to your used bookstores. And look for the mm-hmm. gaming section and crawl through the the used books because you may be able to find some of this stuff that that normally would carry a higher price tag because they don't know what they have, and you can pick it they up for have. a reasonable price. So some, Marvel superheroes is out there.
1: Sometimes your library doesn't get rid of stuff even when they should have a long time ago. Right. You can always ask. Yeah, go back to the library.
0: You know, go get your library card. As Zach likes to tell me.
3: Nah. <laughs>
1: or, um, I, you know someone who works there i can just get you one
0: yeah there you go um all right so that is two characters for each of us now i i'll just throw this out there just in case is there a third is there a third one that you would play like as we've been sitting here talking about oh you're both shaking your heads all right Zach, we'll start with you this time who would be your third uh i'd play moon knight moon knight
3: okay
1: yeah just be able to be like random bullshit go Zach,
3: you love the random bullshit, don't you? <laughs> I, I do love the random bullshit. Um well I had picked I was thinking about like there's like three like
1: levels of heroes. There's like local street level heroes and then there's like world heroes like the Avengers and then you get into like Silver Surfer, like there's the you know like galactic galac- like galaxy level heroes you got galactus and stuff and the silver surfer and people going on adventures all throughout space and i'd be like i think the street level hero for my pick for street level hero moon knight
2: i think it'd be okay. interesting I'd be like just like daredevil too, just, just decide the campaign right what kind of heroes are you going to be listen we're not going mm-hmm. big you know we're not going to other planets yet
3: I did yeah, not you know Moon Knight is City. getting
2: a TV show. Yes, he's part of the Eternals. Isn't that really? crazy? Moon Knight is getting his own thing All and right, it's the think... pilot from Star Wars. Oh. The guy who oh, played really Mo? Oscar Isaac is his name, but uh Yes, yes, yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep. So he's gonna be the Moon Knight.
1: I'll be fun. I okay. mean, every I've at this point the Marvel movies have just become our Harry Potter where anyone right. who is anyone is like going to be involved in some way.
0: See, I but thought, yeah, Kit, like, I thought it was Kit Harrington playing Moon Knight, but he's playing Black Knight in Black Nights. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha.
2: Um, which I enjoyed that one. That was that was. I w- did not know a lot about Black Knight, so this has been a fun exercise.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, for my street level hero, that'd be Moon Knight. And I'm excited because Moon Knight was a fun Moon
3: Knight's a fun character. He's just like. I hate to describe him. He's like Batman. He's just like a rich
1: dude with a lot of stuff and his superpowers being rich, but also crazy.
2: Perfect. All right, Nolan. Number three. Uh, Mine is one that I've been wanting to play in D&D in a long time, and that would be Psylocke. Psylocke, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like I, I'm a huge fan. Why I always tell Patrick's like I really want to play a mind mage. When I saw the soul knife, I was really curious about the psychic blade, um, having telekinesis to amp up your body and stuff like that. Like I think potential for being a, a superpower badass at rivals and fighting just about anybody. And then having being a being a mind mage on top of it. I mean, it's it's a warlock meets a rogue meets uh, you know all that stuff that I really like in D and D. So if I could carry it over, be a superhero with a Crazy powers, I like it. Very cool. I would uh, that. I don't think I would ever
3: guess that one. So that's cool. Amazing. Yeah, uh oh, I don't know if I have a third. I'm surprised I, Zach didn't pick the Hulk. Yeah. He's
0: always a barbarian.
3: <laughs> I've he always played a barbarian.
0: <laughs> I do want yeah. rage and smash. Hulk would be fun, but so I, I truly think I, I only don't have, have the to two say any words. because
3: Zach smash. Yeah, Zach Smash.
0: <laughs> you can go to Walmart and buy the foam, the green foam hands and just wear oh, those. <laughs> okay. Oh, don't tempt me. Do not tempt me. That's hilarious. Yeah, I I genuinely don't think I have a third one. There's several that I really like that, like, when I read the comics, like, I really like this character. Um, But I don't think there's anybody that I would be like, yeah, this is if I'm going to play a game, I want to play this one. Now, I'm sure if I really think about it, I can come up with someone. Like I know when I was reading the West Coast Avengers, when they first came out, I really loved the character of Hawkeye. Um, Don't know that I would play it, but I really love the character. Uh, uh, When Alpha Flight was big, I I really love the the character Puck because he reminded me of Wolverine. Um, so no one's like, wait, who's that? <laughs> um, I was trying to and think, then there's yeah. others. Yeah, uh, there's others that I've read that I've liked, but I've never it's never been one that I'm like, you know, this would be somebody I would play. I think Nightcrawler is cool. I think Beast is cool. Uh, and Captain Marvel. I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, Zach captain Marvel is the most powerful being in, or really in the Marvel universe as at least as of right now. Um, so there's characters that I think are fascinating and cool.
3: You know, here's one for you. I would play Banshee. You guys recognize that name? Yeah. Banshee is a, an old school X-Men.
0: Um he was Scottish. Uh, he wasn't like he never got really popular. I can't even remember what his real name is, but and his ability was he could fly, and he had like this sonic scream, like this banshee scream that would debilitate his opponents. And there you go. That would be who I would play is banshee. He can fly, and he can debilitate people by screaming at him.
3: Can I change my
0: first answer?
3: <laughs> sure. If you're
1: gonna play banshee, then I'll play shamrock, the uh, redhead <laughs> the Irish.
3: Woman whose ability was changing luck. We're going overseas with this one, boys. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's Uh, awesome. I'll be curious to see how it goes. I want to see like a list of if there is a list of powers or if they're just like, if you could think it, you can do it. And here's how it scales. Um, Yeah, I'm super curious. I want to see feats. I want to see, you know, subclasses. Like if you are a sorcerer background and you decide to develop that into storm versus breaking it off and going towards magneto versus you know i mean there's just so many avenues of like maybe this is the base right so this is you are a fighter what kind of fighter well i'm hulk i'm thor i'm wolverine okay agility strength uh rage you know i mean the 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 I'm. I want to see the groundwork, and you probably come up with this some god awful a little bit of, you know, well, a little bit of Spider Man, uh, a little bit of Wolverine, you know, super agile with a gadget and regeneration, you know, and you're like, holy crap, this is cool! Like, let's start combining yeah. powers and come up with some insanity.
1: Yeah, so, I'm wondering if it's gonna be like, get, like pick your stats, put your points into, you know, whatever, and then the DM asks you. Okay, you're trying to lift something heavy that's going to be strength, roll your strength dice, you roll however many d6s it gives you, and everything is solved like that, just like in Vampire the Masquerade, or if it's going to be like Dungeons and Dragons, where every single thing is its own rule. And it's just going to be like...
2: who knows? Because they've got... What? They've got Might, Agility, and Resilience with Strength, Dex, and Con, and they've got mm -hmm. Vigilance, Ego, and Logic. And that could very much be int, wisdom, charisma. So I mean, it, it, yeah. it could plug and play very easy. I think um, it would be I when I every time I read ego, I see Loki. Right. So I, I, that would be a fun character. <laughs> I, but you're a bard, right? I'm gonna bullshit my way through everything and make you believe it with my ego. Like, did the
1: Loki TV series come out not yet. soon? Soon. Gonna have to watch that. Yeah, I'm interested see. in seeing. I'm interested in seeing how the mechanics work,
3: because even if we don't get to play it, I love reading about. Math. So you're fucking weird.
1: (laughs) I love I love I love figuring out how the mechanics are supposed to work. I think it's really really fun. And I think that it allows people to interact with the RPG even when they don't get to play.
0: So let's let's piggyback on that que- that statement right there, Zach. Um, not knowing anything about it, just knowing the fact that you get to play a Marvel superhero or create a Marvel yeah. superhero, is this a game that immediately that you are piqued enough that you would want to play it?
3: I don't oh, know if silence. I would want. To, I don't know if I would want to play it, but I do want to read through the book. Okay.
1: Um, I don't necessarily know if this is if this appeals to my sensibilities the way that it would to other people but that's that's on me that's not on the book and that's not on those people and they should have the fun that they want to have but i'm very interested to read through the book and see how they come up with
0: like answering these questions that i have sure and i think i think that was actually my thought years ago when I was playing D D cause I did have a friend who was really into Marvel superheroes and same friend who got me into D and D and he tried to get me to play it. Cause there was Marvel superheroes. There was teenage mutant Ninja turtles and uh, ninjas and super spies, um, which is also another really neat role playing game. He had a couple that he wanted me to play that I never jumped into just because it wasn't scratching that fantasy itch for me. And that's that's where I was when I was playing D and D, but Nolan, same question: it, Are you peaked enough that you would want to play this?
2: No. Okay, fair. <laughs> it, it's just not my jam. I, I like it. I think same thing. Like it would be a fun book to read. I would probably do a one shot. Um, I have a yeah. I I don't know. And maybe it's just I don't know enough about it um, or whatever. But um, and I was trying to think. I was like, is it because it's Marvel versus DC? My answer still no. It's just not my jam. Okay. And I think I'm in the same boat.
0: Uh, I, I am interested. I would absolutely like if somebody had a copy of the book on their shelf, I would grab it and look through it. Uh, probably mostly looking at the artwork because I still love superheroes, right? I have a whole stack of comic books up here. Uh, they're fun to look at. Uh, and I might be a little bit intrigued, like enough to maybe build a character just to see what it's like. But I don't know that this is something. This I don't know that this is a world I want to play in. Yeah, I want to enjoy my Marvel, like in comic books and in movies, right? I, I still want to enjoy it that way. I don't want to immerse myself completely in the universe. That being said, there's gonna be plenty of people who absolutely want to immerse themselves and And if it's your jam, man, go get it. Because if it's if this is the role playing game that you've been waiting for, how exciting is that for you that you that this book is
2: coming then? Yeah. I'm again, I think there's always things to look at and see what you can learn from it and open to being pleasantly surprised by it. I mean, it might be, I just, I don't know When, when I think about like uh big world stuff. I don't necessarily get excited about, like, I'm just not super into the space travel and stuff like that. But when Zach was talking about street level and stuff like that, I mean, it's like, I could see that being a group of startup people downtown, you know, it's no different than playing like Chicago, you know, By night or you know, whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, create a local thing, do a do a thing, be a small town thing and just enjoy it. And maybe someday have something big show up and you know, Captain Marvel shows up and helps and be like, I need you to hold the line or whatever and and go. Um, I don't know. Just haven't thought in the world, I guess.
1: I'm worried that people are gonna take my next statement the wrong way. So I'm 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 being genuine when I say this. If you wanted to create an original superhero for the Marvel universe. Here's your chance beyond your imagination, beyond being like if I were to write, you know, a superhero and put them in, and like, and try and write a comic book. This is the superhero I would create. Beyond fan fiction, this gives you another chance to do that. And fan fiction is great. I'm. This is not a criticism. Like that is a great thing to offer. I mean the, I think the goal of being a comic book writer is to get to Marvel. Or DC, and then make your own superhero, or write for Batman. Like that's like that's (laughs) that's the two goals. This lets you do that whenever you want with your friends. Like that, there's something to be said for that.
3: I I agree,
0: and that's and really that is the crux of a lot of role playing games, right? This is your chance to play this thing that you've that you won't ever get to, you won't ever be able to do because they're not real. And you get to immerse yourself in that world for a couple of hours and escape from the world and have fun. And that's yeah. that's the whole point of a role-playing game. So I think it's great that it's coming out. I will absolutely take a look at the playtest rules just to see what it's like and skim, yeah. skin, skim the artwork because I think it's going to be cool. I'm looking at the cover right now or if this is a cover and Wolverine is in the orange and black. So good on him. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is our show for this week, unless you have anything else you need to add. Well, I'm, great.
1: I Googled uh,
0: ninjas and super spies. That looks Did like you? my jam. <laughs> yeah, the TMNT, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game was pretty cool. So that's something you should look at too. So um, I will again, be, I will use bookstores. Use bookstores. Use bookstores.
3: That is our show for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye. Good night, everyone.